What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. Welcome to Cryptids of the Corn. Each week, Justin and Jay take a look at a topic in the crypto and paranormal world. They focus on the Midwest and Appalachia of the U.S., but sometimes they venture out. With everything from well-known monster sightings to one-off cryptids, live person interviews to actual fieldwork sneaking in some science lessons, there's sure to be something you'll enjoy. Please join us this episode of Cryptids of the Corn. White thing, you make my heart sing. Oh, God, you make everything. White thing. So today's episode topic <laughs> is is, is we're what? nothing. We're not going to talk about it. Uh, I am the great and powerful mystery. Oh, and I am uh, the the white thing, Jay. This was my nickname. You are, uh, you are white. Yes. yes. That is correct. You are Caucasian. Yes, very very ghostly, very porcelain. And together we're Cruise of the Corn Podcast. Thank you for tuning in for this amazing, fun-filled episode. I'm not sure if this is going to be a Patreon episode or not, so... Ooh. Yeah, so they may or may not get... Every, may, everybody may get this, or may, everybody may not get it, because the intro, I love it so much. Bright thing. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> yeah, we only know that original song that well. I don't know. <laughs> okay. Nope. Uh, so today's episode is about the white thing. The white thing. And once again, I'm using the article from Mysterious Universe. They do a great job, uh, so it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. When they put <laughs> it in a, an easy read reading format. A readable version. So what is the white thing, Jay? Well, you're asking me personally, or? Nope. Okay. It's more of a rhetorical question. Oh, gotcha. So there's a lot of mysterious phenomena in this weird and wild world of ours. There's always flutter about a sorry he's using a lot of big words i, can't read. <laughs> I was about to be a go on <laughs> uh so one type of phenomena that has grown in comparison to the des- or into the like basically a lot of mysteries are being solved but one that is not being solved is uh this creature that kind of gets in its own category this is a weird creature uh but there's a strange beast or so strange beasts and entities that are pure white and almost always malevolent, which roam the wilderness of the U.S. or the United States of America, uh, from West Virginia, Ohio, and it's kind of seen like through this Appalachian Midwest corner. Okay. So it's kind of a, an encrypted exclusive to this area. You said it's often malevolent. Yeah, it's not a good thing. Oh boy. Okay, keep going. Yeah, they come in many shapes and sizes. Uh, take on many. Uh, 
basically behaviors, uh, but they are always fierce, strange beasts, and have come to be known simply as the white things. Mm, okay. So there's a couple different shapes and types of them, mm-hmm. and it seems to be, well, we'll get into that later, an entity that is just kind of halfway through the door. Yeah, okay. And you're experiencing a chunk of it. Gotcha. Uh, so the creature that we have come to know as the white things, or sometimes known as white dogs, or the white devils, can perhaps be traced back to the native Cherokee lore since uh, time remembrance when the legends of white wolves. These mysterious wolves were said to be uh, stark white in color and much, much larger and more powerful and more ferocious than typical wolves. To, uh, to see these ghostly pale wolves lurking through the trees was said to be an omen of just pretty much death. Not, it's not good. Great. Uh, it's kind of weird. We t- think of white animals as being pure and black animals being evil. Right. But when we talk about the black shuck in lore, uh, which is like episode four, I think, of this podcast. Right. It's been uh, a while ago. The black shuck is almost a good thing always. Mm-hmm. Or it may warn you of death, but it's not the cause of the death. It's Correct. more of like, hey, you're about to go through some stuff. I'm sorry for you. You know, that kind of deal. Mm-hmm. This thing is pure white. And is not a good thing. Gotcha. Yeah, that doesn't pop up too often, does it? Mm-mm. So this might sound like pure legend and folklore, but in Appalachian regions, uh, there would be sightings by settlers of extremely large white wolves and dogs loping around. They would be gradually extent from the uh, a myriad of physical forms, including white bears, badgers, lions, cows, and even alligators mm. of these pure white entities. Right. And they're kind of never seen as their true shape. Uh, we'll have a story later at the end of this that kind of explains that. Okay. From a witness. Correct. Uh, but yeah, they they you kind of look at them and you're like, oh, that's a dog. Oh, that's a lion. Oh, that's a cow. Or a and then deer. you really look at them and you're like, oh, that's that's not what that is. Right. It just it's weird. So that they come in all shapes, sizes, and shapes. Uh, the more dog-like ones stemming from the Cherokee legends alone, are said to be, take a myriad of descriptions from wolves, dogs, or even more feline forms from, like, mountain lions. And they commonly beings that they are always stark and snow white. Sometimes they're described as having glowing red eyes and variously reported being bipedal or moving on all fours, and sometimes a mixture of both. Mm-hmm. So we're getting some kind of dog-man vibes. Mm-hmm. Uh, they are almost always vicious, dangerous monsters attacking with very little provocation. So basically... It doesn't take much to set them off. Gotcha. Uh, but oddly enough, or oddly enough, often le- not leaving behind any injured or any other uh, material scars from the fear of the encounters might leave. So basically, they're attacking people, uh, and if they survive, they don't have any scars. They don't have any sign. Of being attacked? Yeah. The people? Yeah. Wow, okay. So they attack you, you feel it, Yeah. And you are covered in blood, and then if you make it and survive, it all disappears. Oh, now that's weird. So it's almost like a partially psychological attack. Yeah. So what... Okay, yeah, go on, because that's posing so many questions in my head. Yeah, so in her book, Monsters of West Virginia, Rosemary Ellen Gunley describes it, uh, them amply as... Before I read this, I have that book over there. Actually, no, I don't. That's the one I gave William for his birthday. Oh, okay. That was his favorite book out of my collection. Oh, nice. Okay. So we got that. I gave it to him. Our famous William episode. Yes. So this is what her book says. They are often covered covered in long, shaggy, snow white hair or dirty white hair, 
and they are often seen to have immense jaws and fangs. They move at lightning speeds, sometimes on two legs rather than four. Uh, sometimes they have, uh, they have seemed to have too many legs. Their chilling screams sound like a woman being raped or murdered. Hmm. Whether they are or not, they are, or whether they are, but they are bloodthirsty and attack without provocation. The attacks are so real that people actually feel the beast's fangs tearing into their flesh. But when the attack is over, they are shocked to find no marks on their body. However, the beast rips up animals in a fashion of a werewolf, tearing into their throats and, manip- or, and just destroying their bodies and leaving corpses uh, with bloodless and without a trace wow. of blood around them. So basically kind of vampiric-like or yeah. uh, chupacabra-like. Like all mysterious creatures, there are variations in descriptions of the white things and even different labels. Some of these white mysteries are mysterious beings were called white devils, for they have red eyes and long, sharp claws and are able to walk upright. Some of these beasts have a connection with cemeteries, uh, not an inversion, oh. and others are thus death omen creatures. That's, okay, this is getting weird. Just oh, for I know. personal reasons. I know. Uh, well, that's where other people had seen it, too. Exactly, yeah. Uh, yeah, these are, so they do attack livestock, they do attack animals, and it's, they will completely gut animals and not leave any trace of of blood so it's more like a cleaned corpse that has been viciously ripped apart you mean the animal is literally left in tatters but there's no blood correct so it's like blood's been sucked out of it or just completely gone but the animals tore up yes okay so imagine a deer ripped to chunks yeah and no blood anywhere well i've had a well i'll tell the story at the end but yeah, so that's that's what a lot of their their victims look like, or their animals and some people victims. Okay. So basically, if you survive the attack, though, you get away scot free. Yes, but if you to don't survive extent, the attack, yeah. If let's say you survive the attack, you still felt it and you felt the pain and everything. Yeah, but your your but guts when, are back inside you, and you yeah, don't have any scars. Exactly, which is so crazy. Mm-hmm. But if you don't survive, which means, I don't know. I, well, we'll go on. We'll go on because again, questions another, for the end. Yep, another hit for you. These mysterious creatures are indeed often described as being incredibly fast. At times, it's almost being seen to teleport from place to place. Hmm. Adding to their general ghosty and otherworldly nature, they are said to have incredible leaping prowess. One report was given on a site of uh, Cryptoville says says of them. So this is the the. Uh, Description from this person that posted on Cryptoville. Okay. For a very long time, people have told me about the white things of Rayland, West Virginia, a small community outside of Dallerton, Dallerton, West Virginia, and Mingo County. Mingo County. Uh, several trusted friends have, of mine have told me of their encounters with these white things. One friend said it could run so fast that anything he had ever, it could run so much faster than anything he'd ever seen in his life. And then it stood up on two legs like a man. And was very tall. The other friend, or the other two friends, said that they were on a ATV beside a railroad track, at the edge of a dark and uh, seen a thing run across their path on four legs like a dog, then jump onto a stack of railroad ties that were four and a half feet tall on two legs before leaping in excess of ten feet onto the uh, onto the hillside. These boys were, uh, in parentheses, fifteen and sixteen at the time were very shaken up and crying when they returned home. I don't know anything else about these things in Raylan other than that I trust and believe my friends 100%. Mm-hmm. 
They aren't the only ones who have had these experiences. All I could link with them is possibly the reports of satanic worship, which is said to have taken place in at the at, in the bottoms. So that's just like the lowlands of the area, hmm. up the road from twenty or twenty four Hollow, which is right beside PEC, a, a battery shop in Raylan. So yeah, interesting. It's it's weird. So they're being seen. They're incredibly fast. And there's a variation of their size and the shape, kind of. Most of the time, I think they're moving so quick that can't see. You, you really can't see them, whether they're on two or four. And then, like they said, sometimes it looks like they have multiple legs. Yeah. I think it's because they're moving so fast. It just looks like I could see that. Or they may just barely be here. Yeah. And you're like, just getting... Like parts. Yeah. like Almost like lag. Real yeah, life lag. Like, yeah. Like in a video game. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, because they're from, let's say, a different dimension... And the piece you're seeing is lagging through. Even mm-hmm. though it's moving, it kind of just looks like a big blur. It's buffering. It's loading. It's, yeah. So another similarly bizarre experience was reported in 1929 by a coal miner named Frank Waltz, who, was, uh, who on this evening was walking home through the wooded area near Morgan Ridge in Fremont, West Virginia. Oh, okay. As he, not Fremont, Ohio. I know. I was just there as this he, weekend. As he made his way through the dense brush, he thought he was, or uh, he thought, his thoughts were interrupted by the sight of a very strange creature standing not far ahead, which he described as being the size of a very large dog with extremely large and powerful jaws and head. Hmm. Its bushy tail was covered in pure white fur. Hmm. Almost as soon as Qualtz saw the thing, it pounced on him, biting him, chewing into him ravenously, uh, but seemingly to infect no real damage. Similarly, Qualtz's efforts to punch and kick it at, or at it not only did not hurt it, but it seemed to not do anything to it at all. And as if they were, it was as if he and it was trying to fight an opponent that they could not touch. Touch, wow. So both him and the creature are trying to kill each other, and nobody's making contact. Yeah. But it kind of made contact with him because it knocked him to the ground. Right, yeah. Or, I mean, that could have just been the fear alone. I think it kind of made contact. I, yeah. I think it can make a little bit of contact. Kind of like in the movie Ghost. I know this is a bit of a stretch, oh but you've seen that movie, right? Mm-hmm. So when he goes and meets that guy on the train, the other ghost that's like running the train, you know, mm-hmm. and he shows him how to use his powers, but he can kind of interact yeah. with the world. It takes a little bit. And sometimes it just goes right through him. I think it's that. So although it did not seem to be able to hurt him, he certainly knew it was uh, solid to some extent as its weight managed to push him over and mm-hmm. cause him to stumble several times as he retreated through the trees. Although the whole terrifying ordeal of the creature made no sound, it was completely silent, creating a surreal scene where this man was being strangely, savagely attacked by a spectral beast with a jarring symphony of bird songs and other peaceful sounds of otherwise calm forest. Wow. So it's like the forest was ignoring the scene, too. Yeah, that's strange. You don't hear that often. It's kind of the opposite. Yeah, normally it goes quiet. This report seems remarkably similar to the previous one, with a vicious attack leaving no physical wounds. So it could be the same thing. And if so, what was it? Mm. So, so far we have kind of two to three stories of these white creatures attack mall people. And most time they, they don't do anything. The one person literally felt it ripping out its guts. Yeah. And then ran away and they were fine. Yeah. And there's nothing going on there. And then this guy was trying huh. to, and he just didn't have anything happen. But he could feel it enough to where it was knocking him over. Almost like a dream. 
Yeah, I kind of get that too, where your punches do nothing. Yeah. It's it's really surreal. Yeah, because I, I mean, I, I can't say I've had that exact dream or anything, but I've had dreams where it's like that experience, you know, something's after you, you're trying to fight it off, but you can't touch it or something, and then you wake up or something, and it's all over, there's nothing going on, I don't know. It's just what it sounds like. This is a this is a really weird one. So I have a whole bunch of accounts. We'll go over a couple more. Yeah. And then well, I got plenty of them. Okay. But it's it's been seen a lot. Yeah. This is not a one-off cryptid. And it's kind of weird before we continue. It's kind of weird. That I think more people have seen this thing than are letting on. Because mm-hmm. uh, as, like I said, we do have a special studio guest that's going to come on in a bit and share their own encounter with this creature. Uh, mm. <laughs> I'm trying to figure out which one you were talking about, but I think uh, I know. Okay, I hope you know who I'm talking about. Oh, okay, okay. Uh, but it's seen a lot, and a lot of people, I think, don't realize what they're seeing is anything maybe paranormal. Right. Because the people we were talking about later, they didn't realize until it kind of came up over a campfire. And mm-hmm. They're like, oh, I've seen that. In another conversation. Yeah, yeah, and it's like, oh, I've seen that. Like, I didn't know, you know, I just thought it was a really big, fast, weird dog. Yeah. Pyrenees is the one I get set, you know, brought Ooh, up a lot. okay. Uh, Pyrenees are not fast. Yeah. They are incredibly powerful. Big uh, dog. Big dog, protectors. Mm-hmm. They're not fast. And they are they have the long hair, too, long, right? Long, shaggy white hair. Yeah. P- perfect white hair. Ooh. Ooh, I liked, okay. But it's, I don't think, anyways. I'm going to Google just so I get the idea of that in my head. So, do you want to read these next couple reports? Sure, yeah. this next report? Sorry. No, you're good. Pull it up right here. Okay, so, another odd report is that of a witness who saw a large, brownish-white, horned creature crawl from the underbrush while out hiking on a remote trail. Oh, my gosh. Just the description of that alone. Crawling from the underbrush? like I imagine, like, a, a giant Pyrenees with horns. Yeah, exactly. Crawling out to eat you. Yeah. It, its <clears throat> coat was apparently shaggy and matted to the point where the witness could not tell whether the creature was a mixture of brown and white or if it had a white coat that was just so filthy that it had a brownish hue. Whatever it was, reportedly was surrounded by a gag-inducing potent smell of sulfur. The eyewitness says of the bizarre creature. The creature moved on all fours as it, was, as it breached the the brush line, and knelt to drink from the creek. Its front limbs, the only limbs I saw clearly, ended in what were markedly paw-like hands. Okay. So kind of like a dog man's hands. Yeah. And it still looks... But like paws and claws, but with a thumb. Hand is shape. Yeah, hand is shape. I like that. (laughs) Its head was long and pointed, and the canines, like a canines, and it had large, large largish horns. (laughs) Largish. That's a good word. Is that a real word? Lar- I don't know. Lar- it had largish horns, not ant- antlers, but single point horns. It drank for a few minutes, then crossed the creek and continued across towards Sand Hill Road. Sand Hill. While I was sure it was gone, I I turned and ran as fast as I could back as I could back towards the pond where I had parked. I'm just laughing. That's so funny. Sand, Sand Hill. Hill cranes. That's where all Sand Hill cranes are from. So that's another account. Mm-hmm. It's okay. Mm. This? Oh, gotcha. I want that back. Gotcha. Yeah. So there is, we're still got plenty to go through. Oh, yeah. Uh, but yeah, 
There's a whole bunch of these things. And there's a couple other cryptids we're going to loop into here, too. You think they could may be similar? Be or? examples of this creature. Oh, okay. Uh, so, yet another account was given by a woman named Melissa, who is said at this time to have been driving down a road in an isolated, country, or an isolated county road with her husband on one evening. The night was dark and quiet. Just as the shadows and the trees were flickering through the lines, uh, floating past them outside, but on out on this night ahead of them, or sorry, there bloomed a form of something crouching on the side of the road, brought out of the darkness by the approaching headlights. She said of this of her encounter. About fifty yards ahead of us, there was something in the road. It was all on all fours, and it was snow white. It was bigger than any dog, way bigger. As we got closer, it turned and looked our way, its mouth open, and it stood up on two legs and began running across the road, uh, up through, or up through the woods. I never said a thing. All I could do was sit there, stunned. A few minutes later, Joe asked me if I had seen it too. Unable to answer him, I just began to cry. Mm. Awestruck with fear. It's yeah. That creature is particular in this particular case seems almost more like something like a Bigfoot. And indeed, many of the white things reported given this impression. Mm. The diversity in appearance suggests that something of a shapeshifter variety, although there could be uh, very uh, tons of reasons for something else. Mm-hmm. Like they're different creatures that just happen to be white. Like an albino anything. Yeah. The accounts of these fearsome white beasts are so erratic that, he, uh, that the terminology of the mysterious white thing has grown to become... Almost an umbrella term to include a menagerie of pale beasts mm-hmm. and encompassed from hairy hominids like Bigfoot and creatures known as the white things, such as the dog types, cats, and even small animals. Mm, okay. Oh. Uh, I'm hitting all your things for you. Some reports seem to indicate something that could almost be that of a Bigfoot, but somewhat off. Mm. When we talked about this before on the show. Bigfoot imitators. Right, yep. Fay folk, possibly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I really think there is something to that of the image that we're putting out that we expect to see Bigfoot in the woods now. Right. And most people aren't scared, scared of Bigfoot. You know, you see a Bigfoot, you would be scared, but you're like, okay, most people that like go out and hawking and stuff, no Bigfoot aren't coming for you. Right. Yeah, I don't think people generally just so automatically associate Bigfoot with danger. I don't think they do either. Yeah. So I think that may be something that maybe more malevolent, mm-hmm. using what we would consider a friendly face. Hmm, okay, gotcha. Uh, mm-hmm. Demons. Or something. It doesn't have to be demons in this case, but somebody you don't want to be around, but to get closer to you, you're like, oh, it's a Bigfoot. Yeah, dark energy beings. So anyways, so yeah, one report of this area is called Baker's Ridge involves a college student who was watching a horse for a family while they were out on vacation. The atmosphere would have been quite spooky already. The house was uh, situated in the middle of nowhere in a deep woods, surrounded by trees in the day and impenetrable darkness at night. The sense of foreboding at all hours. But it would get even scarier still. One evening amongst the the canopy of the forest, or sorry, the, basically the sounds of the forest night outside, she heard something loud banging sound which sounded like something or someone ramming around the back porch Mm, okay so she's hearing all kinds of noises being thrown around like stuff being thrown around the back porch and stuff like that Mm -hmm. thinking that this animal that this was an animal something more like a raccoon 
she went off to shoe it. A brave woman. Yeah. Uh, oh, I don't gosh. go anywhere without my gun. Yeah, where's this? Keep going. <laughs> yeah. I don't go anywhere without my gun for the reasons like this. Right. Like, if I hear something on the back porch, I'm assuming it's a grizzly bear. Yeah. Or a person. Not squirrel. Not squirrel. She went the other way. Yeah. It's just this raccoon. But peering through the window revealed two glowing red eyes peering right back at her. Yeah, screw that. Framed within the dark shapes around five feet in height, the mysterious animal then ran at the house on two legs and began banging on the window and the walls, then letting out a furious howls. As it loomed past a thin panel of glass separating them, the witness could see that it was covered in long, shaggy, pure white hair and remarkably human-like hands. After some time lurking right outside the window, the thing slinked off into the night, and shortly after she could hear it enthusiastically ransacking the garbage pails a bit further from the house before it disappeared into the darkness. Mm. When she inspected the area uh, in the perceivingly safe daylight... She discovered whatever it was had left footprints behind, muddy, human-like handprints also, streaking all over the windows. And the garbage and other miscellaneous objects were strewn all over the place. And the garbage cans themselves, the garbage cans themselves, had been crushed and twisted with great force. Mm. Was this some type of Bigfoot or something else entirely? Hmm. Well, I think... That's a scary story. Yeah, whatever that was. I think anything with the red eyes, I really do, is some sort of spiritual demonic thing. And we've talked about that before on this on this show, yeah. that I think that there's a lot of Bigfoots that have eyes shine yeah. and eye glow. Mm-hmm. Every eye glow story is red. Yeah. And I don't like that. Yeah, there's something. Every eye shine is, so the shine I seen on the Bigfoot I witnessed yeah. was that chartreuse, that green-yellow. Yeah. And that's a common color in nature. That's a common color for animals. Mm-hmm. And it was shine. I know it was shine because of the light. Glow is always red. And it's and, different. And it's completely different. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I, there's a lot of creatures, too, in the uh, crypto world, mythical world, that have the eye red mm-hmm. glow. I, there's got to be a connection somehow. Puck wedgies. Puck wedgies. Yeah, the possession. I mean, it could be anything. You ready? Yeah. the next one? Also, somewhat like a Bigfoot, but even more bizarre and otherworldly, is something that has been known to be called the Sheep Squatch. Sheep hey, Squatch. Think back to the first one, or one of the previous ones, that creature that came out from the brush. Yes. It's white fur, stinky, mm-hmm. matted, small horns, or medium-sized horns. Mm-hmm. Very Sheep Squatch-like. Okay. But more canid in shape. Okay, yeah. So this is a Sheep Squatch that's bipedal. So across a large swath of West Virginia, including Boone, Kawahe, uh, Putman, and Mason counties, there has been said to lurking a hulking creature, which is really quite hard to classify. Starting from around the mid nineteen or the mid nineteen nineties, there began to be a string of sightings of what was basically kind of described as a pure white, woolly bear-sized beast with pointed uh, with a pointed head, top with goat-like horns, a, sh- a snouted face with long, sharp teeth. And long, hairless tail, which is some people have said is reminiscent of that of a possum. Mm, okay. So it's more of like a possum squatch. Yeah. Now that would be the most awful thing to see. I would take it home. You I'd, would? I'd be like, you're just misunderstood. Get in the car. <laughs> right. We're yeah. going to Crackle Barrel. Yeah. Go off on him, buddy. <laughs> uh, often reported to accompanied by a pungent sulfurous smell, such as the other one. Mm-hmm. 
This creature is said to uh, first be called simply the white thing and would later uh, gather the name Sheep Squatch, although it's bear, or it bears very little physical resemblance to that of a sheep or, the, or its famous cryptid cousin, the Sasquatch, besides its size and uh, hairiness. Mm. It really does not look like a Sasquatch. It looks more like the white thing that the other lady was describing trying to get in the house. Yeah, yeah. Not uh, Bigfoot. There was no mention of horns in that one, right? No, the sheep squatch had horns. Right. Oh, okay, gotcha, gotcha. Uh, the first sighting of this creature, you'll like this, Jay. The first thing this bizarre creature started coming uh, in the nineteen or in nineteen ninety four, and perhaps its earliest report, a group of women claimed to have been driving along the treacherous icy road located in West Virginia, known as the TNT area. Oh, like where we were? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Which was uh, we're cautiously included or inching along, in order to not get into an accident. Once again, the road was very icy. Yeah. According to the witnesses, they were surprised when a large creature was lumbering out of the woods from in front of them, described as being from seven to eight feet tall, covered with shaggy white hair and a pointed snout, ram-like horns, and a human-looking legs. The mysterious creature allegedly froze for a moment when the headlights hit it before it ran into the dark forest. Soon after this report came out, or soon after this report came out, others came pouring in, and there were numerous sightings made in 1994. In one account, a former Navy seaman was out hunting, observed the same creature emerging from the forest to crouch in a creek and drink before continuing on its way. The witness claimed that they watched it for several minutes, and it said that it was human-like. It had human-like hands. In other accounts, a motorist spotted a tall, robust creature on the hillside. It was covered in white fur and appeared to have rags hanging off its body. Mm. In that very same year was yet another rather high-profile sighting made by the Boone, or made in Boone County by two children playing in their yard. The creature reported, or the, the children reported that the beast looked at them, or it looked like a white bear walking on its hind legs and was making its way through the underbrush on the uh, precipice of their property when they started, or when they started, or when their startled screams had sent it into a mad bolt through the forest leaving snapping samplings and tree branches in its wake. That's awesome. So they scared the hell out of this thing. Right, yeah. This thing more looks like a cat that's standing up, big teeth, snout, with horns. Okay. Kind of like if you painted the Ozark Haller white yeah. and stood it up. Okay, gotcha. So later reports of the Sheep Scotch would take on a more threatening tone. In 1995, a couple was driving along uh, when they spotted a white bear-like creature hunched over the roadside's ditch. When this couple slowed down... To see what it was, the creature then stood up on its hind legs to reveal that it was no bear, rather than a massive beast with horns, with horned head. Odd and oddly, here's the weird one: four eyes. Oh, okay, I haven't heard that yet. The thing was allegedly, or allegedly dashed at their car in a fury, slashing and banging to the side of the vehicle with great force before the terrified couple sped away. They claimed that when they reached their home. They described that the side of their car displayed wicked scratches that looked mm. like they had been made by claws. I'll see how I was going to expect that there was no marks at all, but apparently there was on see, this one. So the older. Okay. You kind of hit on something we're going to touch on later. Okay. These. So the early accounts kind of start as these dogs, they can't touch you. Mm-hmm. The longer they go, it seems the more physical they get. Oh, that's spooky. Mm -hmm. Like something's slowly punching its way in. 
Yeah, and now is that us doing that? I don't think so. I think they're gaining more traction from our like they're uh, they're leaving their place into our place, but they're gaining more traction as they're forcing their way through. Right. Well, what I'm what I'm saying is is it our own thought? Is it acknowledging them, talking about them, like kind of like what we're doing now? I, mean, <laughs> I don't think they're like that kind of being. I think they're. I think these. We'll get into it. Let's, I got a few more stories for you. Okay. I just. Ho- I don't want to be causing a disservice so. to mankind. I don't think so. To our fellow brethren, our friends. I think you can kill these things. Okay. Uh. Well, now I think now you can. Now you can. Mm-hmm. But that means now they can. Yes. Kill you too. Yep. This ain't good. It's okay. It's fair. Okay. Fair. Fair is fair. That's true. In 1999, yet another frightening encounter. When some campers heard what they thought were, or what they first took to be the sounds of a bear grunting, huffing, and moving through the darkness beyond their campsite. You ever heard a bear make noises? They're freaky. Mm. They grunt, they chatter, they cut their teeth. Oh, really? So yeah. If you ever hear a bear, so here's a little service announcement. If you ever hear a black bear specifically mm-hmm. cutting their teeth, that's when they're going to kill you. Oh, okay. Because that's normally a female that's very agitated that you're close to her cubs. Oh, okay. So even if you don't see the cub, but if you hear it, that it's like it really sounds like uh, it's hard to explain. But look up bear teeth or teeth chatter. Okay. And it's a very frightening noise. And if you hear it in the wild, are they like clicking their teeth? Like no, te- they're grinding their canines together. Oh, okay. Yeah, it hurts them. It's not a it's not a pleasant feeling for anybody, but it's to show how agitated they are with you. Yeah. Oh, if I if I did that out of anger, I would be very angry. Mm-hmm. Okay. So once again, they heard this. What they assumed was a bear just off their campsite already a little spooked that a bear hat was in such close proximity and not sounding to be in the best of moods mm-hmm. the campers were yeah you know it's scarier than a bear a bear not in a good mood a bear in a bad mood yeah and you know it uh so yeah so not sounding in the best of moods the campers were truly uh for a shock when out of the brush came a crushing or came crashing a hulking white blur which let out a blood-curdling, unearthly scream, fleeing for their lives. The campers briefly looked back to see the sheep squatch standing there in their camp, glaring at them. Allegedly, when the campers returned the following day to their campsite, it seemed to be a total ransack by the large animal of some kind. In yet another apparent attack by the sheep squatch, the account outlined in the 2013 episode of the TV show known as Monsters and Mysteries in America, a great TV show, uh, Monster Myth America. Two hunters claim to have a giant white furry beast over nine feet tall let out an ungodly gut curdling growl before running towards them in an aggressive manner. Mm. So, yeah, we're getting uh, sheep squatches a very aggressive. They really remind me of dog man behaviors. Okay. Uh, they do not care who sees them. And if they can, they will kill you. Okay. Uh, the most huh. recent reports of the sheep squatch, however, occurred in 2015 when a group of six unnamed campers saw it while camping out in a place called Folks Run. One of the campers, it's in West Virginia. Okay. Not Folk, Arkansas. It's spelled oh. different. Okay. Uh, one of the campers reportedly saw this creature crouching menacingly on top of a hill around midnight, after which they went to warn the others. In, uh, and then at whatever it was, stood up at its full height of nearly nine feet tall. It's, uh, it started to run down the hill towards their camp. Apparently, a river stood between the campers and the creature. But after trying to, in vain to find a way around it, it simply waded into the river, rushing with the rushing water, slothing towards them. 
Uh, by this time, all the campers had gathered to watch this strange monster <laughs> coming just through the river towards them. And when it emerged, they could see it looked like a huge white bipedal dog dripping water from its soaking fur. The campers reportedly uh, <laughs> reported that there had been a streak from out in the forest from something else. And this had apparently frightened the creature, which whimped away, whimpered away and slucked back off into the woods, apparently of fear and passive aggressiveness. Hmm. So this thing is gunning at these kids. Yeah. It runs down the hill. It crosses this flowing river, and it's going to gut these kids. And then something scares it. And then it... Way off in the distance. Yeah. And it's like... Whimpers and passively aggressively walks away. So something maybe called it back or called it off? Oh, something was telling, hey, you mess with those kids, I'm going to get you. Oh, okay. I think it may be our forest giant. Oh, okay. Because we'll get into it. Remind me. Okay. Because Bigfoots have done that in other stories. Yes. Especially with bears. Mm, okay. Saying, uh, yeah, they'll show, so we can say it now. Basically, I think it was a Bigfoot. That called it that. Yeah. We, try, warned it. Warned it. There you go. That's that, hey, I, you know, I eat scraps in those campers or whatever like that. Uh-huh. Don't you touch those campers or you got to deal with me. Right, yeah. And then the, I think that whatever the sheep squatch was kind of understood and kind of passively aggressively like, fine. Hmm. Interesting. There's a lot of weird stuff with this one. Oh, very. Oh, yeah. Because it seems like they're not that this, all this is the same thing. See, we'll, we can talk about that later. Cause yeah. I, I kind of think it is. I kind of think it isn't. Because the sheep squatch has been one I've been having trouble with for a long time. Okay. That's why we haven't done an episode on it. Yeah. But I really think this explains some of the stuff with it. Okay. Uh, okay. So moving on. What are we to make of these totally otherworldly creatures? And is this some sort of hairy bipedal creature like Bigfoot? And in other cases, are a little harder to really classify but seem to somewhat fit into the whole surreal white thing phenomena. Mm-hmm. Interestingly, at the site of the famous Mothman sightings in 1966 and 1967 in Point Pleasant, West Virginia, there was reported a reporting of an odd entity in 1973. The sighting took place in the mysterious uh, TNT area, which is what you know, Mothman spawned from. Right. This witness has said that they had been driving through the area when, oh, with his family and saw this figure described as mostly white, no wings, and really thick, shaggy hair. Its head was three feet wide. Oh, my gosh. So, listen, a 30-foot crocodile doesn't have a three-foot wide head. It does or doesn't? Doesn't. No, yeah. That's, that's, that's a, huge. Yeah. Was, yeah. So, although it did not have wings, nevertheless, it hovered in the air and floated alongside the vehicle and tried to tear into their car reaching speeds of 65 miles an hour before it apparently either gave up or got bored and flew off. Uh, what was this thing, and what was the significance did it have, if any, to the events that took place years before? We may never know. If you're going monster hunting, just go sit in West Virginia somewhere. Yeah, yeah apparently so. Uh, <laughs> in the end, we have an array of mind-boggling accounts that seemingly defy all attempts of classification and categorization. Indeed, a range of physical descriptions and abilities have been heard with the same term as the white things. Mm. So are these aliens, ghosts, spirits, demons, interdimensional beings, or maybe something more classical like a Bigfoot? Mm. So yep, that's the article. Mysterious Universe, thank you. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and go through these. We'll go, let's do the early accounts first. 
Okay. Uh, so the dog, the fast blur dog-like creatures. Yes. Sometimes they're very small, fox-sized, has been reported. Mm-hmm. Sometimes they're more Pyrenees, everything up to polar bear size, mm-hmm. cow, you know. But they're always these white, shaggy creatures. Yes. And later on, after they've been established in an area for a while, because a lot of these took place in West Virginia mm-hmm. that I just gave you. After they're established for a while, they seem to take, if you want to connect them to the sheep squatch, they seem to take on a bigger physical shape. And the only reason I put these two together, normally I wouldn't, is we've seen the intermediate. The guy described the dog-like creature that came out from the bush yeah. with thick, woolly hair like a sheep, mm-hmm. uh, but more dog-like with horns and the reek of sulfur. Right. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. I really think that this may be the transitional thing. Something in between? Yeah. Now, do you think it grows in transitions, or does it I think, hop back and forth? I think it's getting stronger, and it's getting to display more physical presence mm. in this world. Mm. So th- it becomes like that form, the Sasquatch form? I think form? the big blur you see is its early forms of coming into this world. Oh, boy. And I think as it gets here longer, it gets stronger and more powerful. Do you think they linger around like the same areas, or do you think they move? I think I see, I don't know. I, I think it's a whole different thing than when we talk about other cryptids. Mm-hmm. So I know the one that really. So the the one that came into the window, attacked the house, staring at this lady, glowing red eyes. Yes, the red eyes. Really seems demonic, and sheep squatch has red eyes. Mm-hmm. Almost every sheep squatch kind of has glowing red eyes. Right. I really think that was whatever the sheep squatch is, was what that lady experienced. That's what she thinks she saw. Yeah. And we, we've heard many stories of Sasquatch where they are looking through their windows. like, But not aggressive. Dear Lord. Not like, oh, okay. Some of them have been like that. I've heard of house pull, slaps. Pull curtains, or they'll pull curtains and something's just literally there staring right and then, at them. Yeah, like crap. Yeah, that's bad. I just wanted to watch TV. <laughs> yeah, I just wanted to watch SpongeBob. And then you got two big glowing red eyes in your face. And then. My favorite story in this entire thing was the one with... Uh, the, the floating big, one? No. Okay. No. A lot of TNT area ones. Yeah, that's weird. We talked about that in a minute, too. No, the one with the, the other monster called it off. Yeah, that one's nuts, ain't it? I really think that was a Bigfoot. Mm. I don't think so. Once again, Bigfoots are not your friends. Mm-hmm. They, I think they're kind of overall forest protectors. Equalizers. Okay. okay. Uh I really think that that was, I really think it was a Bigfoot, if you were to believe that story. Yeah. I really think that was a Bigfoot calling off this thing. This thing, the sheep squatch fully had intent to kill those campers. Mm-hmm. It ran down the hill. It charged it through the river. So, and then why was it pacing the river trying to find an easier way to cross? Right, yeah. Do you know why? Can it touch the water or something? No. No, it can. So sheep, if it has sheep-like wool, uh, they can drown very easy because the wool gets locked with water. Oh, so they could. So if it has hair similar to that, it can be the same thing. It doesn't want to get it soaked because it can take a long time for it to get all the water out, and it becomes very heavy. Gotcha. Uh, so yeah, I can see that. Want to deal with that? So it was trying to look and think. Okay, there's no easy way. Yeah, I'm just, still, I'm still getting you. Yeah, I'm just going this way now. Yeah. So I think that's what happened there. Uh, but then it gets there, and it's literally 50 yards from these kids. Yeah. And then. And it stops. But it doesn't just stop. It whines, mm-hmm. and then it kind of grunts, and then it walks away passively, aggressively. Like it didn't want to stop. Yeah. Like hmm. it was challenged, and it kind of knew that it couldn't take the challenge. Yeah. Or what if that was just like it's 
I want to say parent. What I don't know. I don't. So I really think it was a Sasquatch. Mm. And if you want to go in the more interdimensional lane for Sasquatch, they may be from the same place. Yeah, they, and they may be Sasquatch may have been established here much earlier. Okay, gotcha. I could see that. I I also wonder if it's just a forest spirit communicating, or I don't know. Yeah, I could see it either way. When you want to cut it like, like that, elemental spirit. It's like all right. So and then you have the floating one. Which yeah. is the latest one? Yeah, from the friggin' TNT area, it's getting more powerful. Yeah, that if it's floating and flying at sixty miles per hour, it's acquired some sort of power. But why? So this almost all these took place in West Virginia, mm-hmm. in a little bit in Ohio. But the Ohio ones are new, which we'll talk about in a minute. Okay. Why is it around the TNT area specifically? So if you've listened. To, to the, the Mothman episodes. Yes, if anyone, if you made it through that, we did a very extensive Mothman coverage on our season one finale, and on the very last episode of that, we go into our theories of where Mothman possibly came from, and I think you're alluding that this also may be from that same experience, or a same moment in time where... I think it's residual from the rift that was made there, that we talked about. Yes, we think there was a interdimensional rift opened or created mm-hmm. by accidentally us. or purposely yes we don't know. one way or the other very similar to the stranger things yes type of if you, if you just want to picture it. yeah if you want to picture it in a way imagine it probably not probably not exactly like that no all, but, but similar similar enough to where that's what they were doing on the they whole they accidentally opened up a, a scar yes between the worlds mm-hmm. and i think that these may be another entity trying to force their way in it's, yeah, forcing their way in or f- slip through. Or? I think these are force. Mm, these are more men in black, malevolent, evil, nasty. Mm. When you're stuff like Mothman, your accidentals, which I believe are accidentals, yeah, are much more peaceful, timid, scared. They yeah. don't want to be here. Right. This thing wants to hurt you. When you look at, like, compare it to Mothman, Sheep Squatch versus or Mothman. what if it just has the opposite attitude where Mothman got pulled through by accident and it was just like, what do I do? And then where this thing's probably more of a dominant alpha type. It gets pulled through and it's mad and it's just that could be that too frustration taken out in people. But they seem to be kind of intelligent and they seem to go out of their way to hurt you, to find people. Yeah, yeah, I could see that. And once again, very dogman like, always standing on the side of roads, going where people go. Hmm. The exact opposite of the stuff like Bigfoot, Bigfoot. and Mothman yeah. most of the time. Mm-hmm. You know, these creatures are avoiding people and accidentally getting seen. Right. Whereas the and white things, the white things, and the dogman are literally putting themselves in situations where they can easily be encountered with people. Mm. Possibly because they don't care or possibly because that's what they want. Ooh, okay, that's spooky a little bit. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So do you think the dog white things and these the polar bear-like white things are connected to the sheep squatch white things? I could, you're, I could see where you're making the connection. I could possibly... I want to say yes and no, but like I can see where you're coming from. But I almost think like it's something still separate. I can see it too. I think there is a, unless it's all just like a shapeshifter that's shapeshifting into a Bigfoot type thing, you know the white similarities. But it does have some qualities you don't normally associate with Bigfoot, especially flying, being you know, one. Yeah, it flew. That that's that's a big difference there. Um, but I've seen like supposed or heard of not seen of, or I've seen one video of a supposed albino Bigfoot. I do think Bigfoot come in white. I don't think right. it's, I don't think they're albinos. I think they're elderly. 
just straight elderly. Yeah. Okay. I've seen one video of that, and it looked pretty convincing. The only reason I think that they're straight elderly mm-hmm. is because uh, there's been white Bigfoot seen in Tennessee and stuff like that where it's not snow-covered. Yeah. And they still get seen white Bigfoots there. Mm-hmm. So I think it's more of a, when you get that old, you kind of turn white. Do you think albino could play a factor at all? Albinoism or, is super rare in nature. Or piebald? Piebald is even rarer. Piebald Bigfoot? And I don't think, I do think there's always the possibility, sure. Yeah. But not enough to what explain the white Bigfoot sightings we have. True. Okay. It just It's too rare in nature. Yeah. Especially I guess. when you're talking about a population that we think roughly in North America is around 15,000 animals. It's already small. Yeah. Yeah. So you may have one, sure, but not, you know, seen in San Diego and then seen in Ohio and then seen in Tennessee and then seen in Florida. True. Okay. Well, that makes a little more sense. So now, if you're okay with it, I'm going to introduce our in-studio guest that has experienced the white thing. Sure thing. Go for it. All right. So I want to thank our guest for coming in today. Uh, he has seen the white thing, and they've had... Allegedly. Yeah. Uh, so our, once again, our guest, our, our guest, co-host, Cryptic Corn Podcast, it's Jay. Yay! Jay has seen the white thing, and it took us to talking about it around the fire... To, to realize... To realize he'd seen the white thing. So should I just tell my experience? Yes, and then we'll tell what how... Yeah. Okay, so... Jay has seen the white thing. I think I did. Oh, after I think talking did. to your... Don't ruin the next yes. thing. Okay. Um, so I was... My dog had gone and ran away. What kind of dog you got? A chow. Like a white chow. They're kind of white. Mine was white. He was a cream... Oh, he was... Uh, he was a white. Not one of the ones you have now. No, okay. no. He was a white chow. He was a white one. And we how had, big are chows? Well, mine, oh, shoot. About 90 pounds? Oh, yeah, easily. Mine 90, was about 90, 100 pounds, pounds yeah. yeah. Um, they're more, they're kind of bear-shaped. Yeah, I could see that. When every time I go to your house, they look like little bears. Little bears, yeah, just like little bears. And mine was like a, a longer one. I got pictures, oh, shoot, I guess I don't have my old Facebook anymore. I'll uh, get some old pictures. I'll post them on Facebook or something. But he went, he likes to wander off. And where we live is very rural, you know, corn. We live in a lot of cornfields, so I live in a very rural area. Um, it's a, a big block, a square mile. Like each road's a mile long, stop sign, you turn left, right, or go straight. It's a big grid pattern. So I was doing a big grid around my block looking for my dog because he likes to run up and down the creek right beside our house, and he'll wander from one side to the other, and usually I can pick him up on one of the side roads where the creek intersects, so I'll find him. So I'm doing my rounds looking for him. And about half a mile around the corner from my house, I seen a white, I thought it was my dog, running across the road from right to left from the, where the creek was, um, about half, I'd say the, the creek's probably a half mile off the road, maybe not quite, maybe like a quarter mile yeah, or somewhere in between. Very, it's not super far. So it came from that creek side of the road, and there's woods back there too, and it come running across the road right in front of me, but it was probably about like a half mile down the road in front of me and i seen it gallop across the road and i thought there's my dog there he is like oh, all right so i gun it like to catch up to him and i'm flying up there flying up there then i got to the part right where he should have crossed and i got up to that point and i looked across because on the other side of the road where he went to it was just a wide open field and the next woods is probably probably almost a mile yeah three quarters of a mile across that field mm-hmm. with his little patch of woods so when I got up to the part of the road recross, I looked over, nothing. I'm like, okay, well, that's weird. Maybe he just took a turn. 
But it was nothing. There was nothing there. And then when I got to think about it more, I'm like, okay, that was a lot bigger than my dog, too. It was bigger. <laughs> like, it was tall. Cause I when, know. I know. It, I'm not laughing at that because but I'm, it, it's, it's weird because that's how other people we, I just read have described it. Yeah. Is that you kind of look at it and don't realize what you're looking at. It was, it was strange because I remember, like, I'm like, okay, because in my head when I first saw it, there I've been looking for my dog. Then I see this big white thing gallop across the road. So 100%, that's my dog. But when I real when I was thinking back on it, the only thing I don't remember, I remember it had like long legs, like a deer almost, like. Mm-hmm. But it was galloping like, kind of like a horse, you know, when it's in big strides. Yes. And kind of like how dogs even do when they're in like a big stride. But the big shaggy hair still. And it had the big shaggy hair, and it had a big long shaggy tail, and and chows. See now, chows tails curl up along their back. Like like an elk hound or anything like that or a husky they kind of but it's more curled than all those dogs. Chows, yes. yeah. Chows basically it Chows lays it, right on their back. It turns right back to their head. Mm-hmm. And straight at yep. Yeah. And it's big poofy. Now this tail that I saw um, was long and like it was still shaggy, but it was long and towards the ground like what it was running. I'm trying to think of a dog that I could subs- or describe that. Similar. The only thing that sounds like a Pyrenees. Yeah, I guess so. Like it had a long shaggy, but the tail was down towards the ground. And I seen it. Um, I guess I can't really describe the angle. Like at a 45 degree angle pointing down towards the ground as it was running across the road. I don't remember what the head looked like. That's the only thing I can't recall. Cause I just remember seeing the long legs and the long tail. And then that's when I realized, wait, that couldn't have been my dog cause the tail alone. Mm-hmm. And then I, as I got closer, how big I, cause there was a kind of like a barn, not a barn. It's like that little garage, whatever that is close to the road before that little bridge. Yeah. You go over the road right there. Um, I remember like comparing it to whatever that would have been. My dog, you know, as high as our desk here, Max. This thing was a little bit taller than that compared to that. Great Dane sized, would you say? If not, Great Dane to deer. So bigger than a Great Dane, yeah. tall wise. Yeah, or so bigger could, than diesel. Similar, yeah. Oh, for sure, taller than that, but big like that. Yeah, bulky that and tall. Yeah, and the le- but the legs were like kind of deer, like thinner. It wasn't letting have like thick, strong not legs. Not big dog legs. Yeah, deer legs. Yeah, deer legs. But dog like body, dog like tail. Yep, that's the best way I can describe it. Yeah, but again, I don't remember seeing the head. That's the only thing I can't like. I'm trying to picture and my head, but other, I remember it running right to right to left across the road. Yeah, other witnesses kind of describe that too. Of kind of have blurred mm-hmm. blurred parts of it. So oh, so I'll finish the story Sorry. then. So I seen that's what I seen run across the road. I drove up, looked over in the field. There was nothing there. I'm like okay. And the way direction it was running was away from my house. Well, I completed my complete circle around the block, and I came back down to my house. And when I pulled in my driveway, there's my dog. He was already back. So whatever I saw, unless my dog flew or teleported. <laughs> Chows are not fast. Oh, they're fast in short bursts. Right, but not to run a mile. No, they're not like long distance. No. They're not great, like, I don't know, greyhounds or yeah, something. Yeah, he can get across your yard pretty quick, but oh, then yeah. he's going to be huffing and puffing when he gets over there. Oh, yeah. Like, if he sees a squirrel or a coon, he will catch it. He can chase it down. But if it's in within his range. <laughs> if if it's not, no, he's not a long distance sprinter. Right. So I know then that just confirmed it wasn't him. But the whole time, I never really thought it was weird. I just thought maybe it was someone else's dog I saw. I didn't know, but it was until like later. Now this had happened a, a couple years ago because my dog passed last year. So this is 2022. He passed in like, I think it was July or June, 2021 last year. So uh, this had been a couple years ago, maybe three, two or three years ago, but in that time range, it wasn't until this past summer 
this recent summer that I found out that I started talking about it. And I'm like, yeah, I seen this something weird right here, not too far from this area right here. So literally, before you go on, yeah, you're at my parents' house. Yes. And Jay has never told me this story. Mm-hmm. And the person that Jay's about to talk about telling the next story has never told me that they'd seen this thing. Mm-hmm. And I was just like, you both just described the white thing. The same thing. Like the same cryptid, the same. It was weird. So go on. Who were who were you talking to? So I was talking to your father. Yes. Your dad. And, well, your dad told me, but it was not only just your dad. It was your dad and your brother Luke. that saw it. Yeah. yeah. And uh, so he described roughly like the same mm-hmm. thing in the same exact area. And now what's funny about that area is, one, there's that creek there. Mm-hmm. Two, what's right beside their house. Oh, what is it, Jay? A cemetery. Yep. And not just like any, it's an old. Old. Uh, so I think their oldest grave is 1812. Okay. Yeah, it's old. It may be older than that, though, because some of them are unreadable. Mm. And it's, it's not big. It's small. Uh, it's like 30 bodies. Yeah, it's not a big cemetery, but it's small. Um, and it was right in that area. That's the side on the road that it was coming from was the side that the cemetery's on. Don't know if there's any connection there, but. You mentioned it earlier when we were talking about it. I know, that's it. why I mentioned it, because they're, like, all, they're often associated with cemeteries. See, this is weird. And what's even further down the road there? A an, big cemetery. An even bigger cemetery. It's still pretty old, not super old, not like that one. Mm-hmm. Not like that one. That one's extremely old. I, I mean, that one has bodies that were dead before the Civil War. Exactly, yeah. yeah it's, it's nuts to even think about. Uh, so yeah, Dad had seen it right there. Mm-hmm. Same kind of creature. He kind of described it as very dog-like, but super big. Yeah. So my parents have Great Danes, mm-hmm. and that's where he's like, it's bigger than all of our Great Danes. It was white and shaggy. Mm-hmm. He kept saying Pyrenees, but he's like, it was. It had to be, Pyrenees kind of top out at 120, 130 pounds. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're like supersized shepherds. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, I know you know. I'm just telling everybody at home. Right, right. Uh, it was a lot bigger than a Pyrenees, but kind of that whole Pyrenees thing, but thin legs, all this stuff. Mm. And then, once again, the same area. Who after this told you what they experienced there? So another person, I don't want to mention his name. Don't mention his name. But uh, from our town. Yeah, uh, a, a uh, very close friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, driving down that same exact road, mm-hmm. seen a white, but he described it as a fox. So a mm-hmm. smaller creature crossing the road, same area. He said he watched it cross and go right into the brush. And he even watched it going through a field. He said it was like a bean field. Mm-hmm. So you could still see kind of like... The fox, just like at the top of its head and its tail, working its way through the bean field. But he drove by, and that's he he saw it. But what was interesting, it was in the exact same spot we as were both. seeing. Yeah, it's what we both saw the same mm-hmm. thing, which is nuts, nuts. Mm-hmm. Both both all three encounters took place I mean, within probably thirty feet of each other. Really? Yeah. Well, was, let's just say the same half mile of road. It's even. I think it's tinier than that. It's For really sure. that same little that bridge right there. Yeah, pretty close to that little bridge. Yep. Uh, which I got a funny story about that bridge too, but that's okay. <laughs> uh, it's crazy. You all seen the white thing? Yeah, didn't even realize, and that's why I was saying at the beginning of the episode. I think a lot more people experience this thing than realize that it's something mm-hmm. weird. Mm-hmm. It's just weird enough and just kind of explainable enough. Yeah, to be like, ah, yeah, I kind of seen something weird, but it's probably just a big dog. And that's that's how the conversation came up with me and your dad. Mm-hmm. We, we were just sitting around a campfire talking, and uh. We're asking because you've seen a Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. Um, 
Yeah. Uh, you've seen all sorts of things in nature, mm-hmm. and m- me not so much. I'm not. Ex- I've experienced some cool stuff, but nothing like crazier, and definitely nothing really that supernatural that I can personally recall. This might be the only thing that I know for a fact that I did see something. I think you've seen the white thing. I think you all three yeah, seen the white thing. This might be the only official cryptid I might have seen because it, it was weird seeing it in the moment. It was strange. It was weird, but I. The weird thing is, I didn't think nothing of it. See, a lot of because I was looking for my dog. Yeah, a lot of the dog like white things that are seen that aren't attacking you. Mm-hmm. That's kind of how they get described. Is that's just weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was. It was just weird. It was just because I. It was weird when I pulled up and I didn't see anything in the field, and I in my head like that was strange. I couldn't wrap my mind around it, and then literally, you know, I just went around the block back it, to my like, house. Popped out of existence. Yeah, and then I saw my dog again, and the whole thing was just, oh, okay, he's home. That wasn't him. All right, and I didn't even think about it until me and him were talking. He, you know, asked me if I ever seen anything weird. I'm just like, it's the weirdest thing I ever seen. I'm like, oh yeah. That, white thing i seen was weird and it's funny that it's called the white thing i literally called it a white this white thing i saw i thought it was that's a, how most people describe it that's yeah. how it earned its name and then it's literally that's like i don't know i've seen a big white thing and then his eyes light up as i'm describing it and i'm like what and he's like where was this again right and, over there yeah and i'm like oh this is weird so yeah that might be my only and i think you guys seen it two years apart either two years or might have just been a year apart because he's seen it this year right was it this year yeah I can't remember when he said when they were moving in. Okay, okay. It was just yeah. It was just at the very beginning of when they started moving. So I think you seen it two years ago. Yeah. So it's it's strange. And then the other person seen it a couple years before yours, didn't he? Uh, I don't remember the timeline. I think I think I I think he seen it a couple years before yours. You know what? We could ask him. We'll ask him. Yeah. But um. Yeah. So what do you think the white thing is? See, I don't know. now that I've seen it, uh, that I'm I'm 100% sure I've seen it. I think I've you've seen, seen the white thing. I've seen it, yeah. I, I, feel, I really do feel that way. And I'm pretty skeptical with stuff, for the most part. When it, com- <laughs> when it comes to seeing is believing. like Sorry, just Jay and skeptical is... No, okay, okay, I'll give you that. I believe in most, like, odd things, like, but I'm pretty skeptical of people, like, when they say they saw something, if I, if I sense, like, I get, something's I off. Get, I know what you meant. It just was a funny thing in my head. For my, to come out of my mouth. The moon is, the moon is hollow, Holo- but it doesn't exist. It's a hologram. It's a hollow hologram. Yeah, it's just, like, Stuff know. like it's that, sorry, well, I'll say, but, yeah. but, like, with this one, I don't know, like. I really think you've seen it. And some of the stuff you're talking about, like, being, like. A bad thing is like, I think they are. I think they're very dangerous. Yeah, I think they have the capabilities. I don't think they're good. And this is literally in my backyard. Mm-hmm. You know, and it, the thing is, I only seen it that one off time. Now, just around my house, the, the weirdest thing I probably can say I've heard on a consistent basis is like those packs of coyotes that'll come by from time to time. And it, if you've never heard it, it just sounds like a death ritual going <laughs> yeah. on in the woods, or like a some sort of like sacrifice going mm-hmm. on. It's just it's weird and it's very scary if you don't know what it, what it is. But that's probably the only scary thing I can say I've heard around my house. You know, it's if this thing is back there. See, I don't think it. I I think it's interdimensional. Mm-hmm. I think it's trying or in the process of getting through. Mm-hmm. I don't think the. I think the area is more like a uh, like a relay where it's a spot it's trying to work hmm see i don't like the sound of that no we may go put a faraday cage out there Ooh, yeah i'm gonna have to get my proton pack back in action 
No, a Faraday cage is super easy to build. Okay. I, re- I really think it works against stuff like interdimensional stuff. You think as far as capturing it? No, as as warding it off. Keeping it off? Okay. I think it messes with the, whatever they're trying to use to get through. Interesting. Can we reverse engineer one to draw one in to a Faraday cage? I mean, you just put a door on it. So, I mean, to capture it, lure it in and then capture it in so it can't do nothing. I don't know. I don't know either. Faraday cages aren't like, you got to build it. I know. I know. It's not like a box you drop on something. <laughs> Yeah, I like the cage that drops in the ceiling. Mm-hmm. Man, maybe one day we'll have one of them. So, I think you've seen the white thing. Yeah. I think we've, I don't know, we've covered it. We don't know what it is. Right. I have a feeling it's interdimensional. Whatever it is, it's scary and it's not a good one. Sounds like it. And it sounds like Bigfoot does not appreciate Sheep Squatch. That too, yeah. If those two aren't getting along, something's a Somebody's foot. bad. Yeah, yeah, exactly. True. I don't think it's both of them at that point. One of them's worse. How about yeah. that? One of them's worse. One of them's just like, leave those freaking campers alone. Right, yeah. Do you not understand that if you kill all those people, there's going to be 200 people out here tomorrow? Like ants? Yeah. I really think that's how Bigfoot thinks of us. Well, you got to be smart enough to know. I think they really think that they think like, hey, if you kill a camper, mm-hmm. there's going to be 40 people out here looking for them. Uh, and if they just realize, I mean, they have to know. We run. We obviously run the world. Human beings. Well, I, I hope we do. For the most part, I think human beings. What did you just say? You world. were skeptical. I am, but like you're hitting at lizard people and all that. Anyways, there's signs. I'm just saying there's signs. It might not be us, but <laughs> we're the we're definitely running the show from the everyday day to day. You know, percentage of things human beings are running the show. They have to know you can't take out one of the top dogs on no. the food chain and. Expect, and expect nothing, to, to, nothing to happen. Exactly, yeah. Hmm. So clear cut another forest or something. Once again, that's the wild thing. The wild thing. You make thing. my heart sing. Wild Ooh. thing. Dun. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Jay's seen the wild thing. My dad's seen the wild or the the wild thing. Yeah. The white thing. <laughs> uh, I started singing the actual song. I know. <laughs> uh, our friend has seen the white thing. Yeah, we know all, we know the a, same a group spot. of people that have seen the white thing. Mm-hmm. It's real. Don't I'd mess s- with it. I'd say so. All right, I've been the great and powerful mystery, and I've been the white thing observer Jay. <laughs> Together we create scorn podcast. We'll catch you next week with some more monsters, myths, and mayhem from around the world, wherever there's corn. All right, <laughs> goodbye. Stay magical. You've been listening to Cryptids of the Corn. Be sure to join us in the next episode where we tantalize your intellect and expand the horizons of your mind. If you're enjoying the show, please feel free to rate, subscribe, and leave a review wherever you listen to your podcasts. That helps others find the show, and we really appreciate it. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll catch you in the next episode. Until then, stay magical. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. 
every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.